Hey, hey, wake up. Wait, what? What? What's going on? Travis, where, where am I? You're under a tree. What am I doing under this tree? And why do I have this gigantic beard? What? I don't know. I just got here two minutes ago and you were sitting here with your sleeping under a tree. You look like Gandalf, Gandalf the Graying. How, how did I get under... How did, first of all, how's a tree in my living room? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. So we were we were talking about Black Star, and it ripped a hole in the space time continuum, and I just popped here. I don't even it's, I don't even know how long it's been. I mean, I've got a huge beard. It must have been at least. Let's take a look at the we've got the wall calendar over there. The, the sort of montage has made all of them sort of tear off <laughs> on their own. Looks like it's uh, geez, it's June already. Yeah. How did that happen? I don't. It was. I don't know. It's only been like five minutes. mysteries of the universe. Well, I guess now that you're awake, we can finally do the podcast. All right, yeah, let's get to All it. Right. This um, week, this week on from A to Ziggy, it's bombers. All right. Welcome to From A to Ziggy. We are the still the only podcast listening to David Bowie in alphabetical order and talking about it. Uh, my name is Travis. My name is Thomas. And we are talking about Bombers. Bombers from 1971, a hunky-dory outtake. Yes. It's kind of like a, it's, it's a little bridge from Man Who Sold the World to Hunky Dory. It kind of kind of has, it's it, one foot in the energy of each album. Yeah, it's, it's uh, jaunty and, and fun with the piano-led melody and then it's also dark. Very dark. Very, very dark. So it's about this uh, old man in a desert. Uh, he seems to be sort of connected to nature somehow. Like, he's in tune with the, the vibes of the universe, maybe. And uh, in comes the military with bombs and planes and things, and they're going to drop a bomb on the desert. Because why not? I guess they're doing, like, nuclear tests or yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, we're all up in the, in the Cold War. Mm. at that time so it was everyone was fixated on the impending nuclear holocaust and the testing of nuclear weapons and yeah death and destruction death and destruction and doo-wop vocals and doo-wop vocals about <laughs> death and destruction 3ds so they're yeah they're just testing in this barren the barren sands the barren white sands of this wasteland and they get the signal all clear and they drop all these bombs and then there's this, just this old man hanging out sitting on on the sands and instead of saying, oh, no, there's a man down there. We shouldn't we should stop dropping bombs. They're like, screw this guy. All of the bombs. They literally say die. <laughs> yeah. Die, old man. <laughs> I like his, his response. Cobblers. It's a very British. <laughs> very British. Oh, you've come to destroy me. Would you like a peach cobbler first? <laughs> it's a very British kind of uh, mode of defiance. They see him shaking his fist at the plane and just like shouting cobblers like tea crumpets <laughs> that's what i say to that yeah and then the pentagon gets involved the queen, the queen herself sends a message that we've got to blow up this desert and they're dropping all kinds of bombs big ones small ones it bombs a bombs and then i like this line about the the sky being a greenish tan as if any colors could be more different than green and tan mm. I guess some can, like blue and yellow, blue and orange. But green and tan, it's kind of like blue and orange. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it just kind of evokes this, like, nuclear fallout kind of image. So. Yeah, this really murky, yeah. 
the clouds and the radioactivity. Yeah, really low visibility index on this uh, post-Holocaust, post-nuclear fallout yeah. day. Yeah, on all that's left is cockroaches and this old defiant English man. Floating in the sky. Floating in the sky. Which makes me think maybe he's God or like the spirit of the earth or something like that. This is a silly song. It is a really silly song. I guess they had, they deemed it too silly to actually put it on the album. That was like their original plan was to have it on the album. It was it was even supposed to be one of the first singles, right? To kind of I don't know. He he it was uh, he performed it live before the album came out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it would have been a single. It was supposed to lead off the second side, apparently. Like uh, it was in the place where fill your heart is, which which another kind of upbeat poppy yeah it definitely silly song that was probably a good choice like i like this song but like that just seems to fit the vibe of the album way more this song would feel so out of left field yeah like it feels enough like hunky dory to fit on there but like just it would feel forced and plus it gives you the whole um the second side of hunky dory is all about tributes uh narrative yeah one thing i like about this song is it's another example of bowie's expanding and contracting lyrics, not the way he crams words into a line. Like the, the last part of each verse, he just sort of picks up into this frantic double time when they're dancing and singing. And then when the uh, cataclysm occurs, the crack in the world appears and uh, everybody <laughs> blows up. I love that, that uh, description of them blowing up too. The bits flew far and wide. Yeah, it's very gory. Yeah. How the universe sighed. Yeah, so it's like this uh, cosmic tragedy of uh, mankind destroying itself. It was, uh, again, a really wonderful time to be alive, it sounds like. <laughs> Just always fearing the end of the world. Classic sci-fi trope, too. The, that line, crack in the world, I'm not sure if it's related, but it is also the name of a science fiction movie from 1965 where scientists are drilling into the Earth's crust and something about that causes the planet nearly to be destroyed. Could be an inspiration. The time uh, timeline works out. Yeah. It does seem like the kind of thing that David Bowie would be into. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he incorporated a lot of sci-fi into that era of stuff. Siggy Stardust, he would play a lot of, uh, what was it? From Holst's Planets Suite, the Mars, or was it Jupiter? One of those. It was the theme song to uh, Quartermass which was a science fiction show on BBC in the 60s. So, yeah, he was clearly watching sci-fi in the 60s. Yeah. So that was probably, probably might have been in there. What else about uh, Bombers? Rick Wakeman on piano, who played piano on uh, Hunky Dory. He played in something else, right? He was in another band, right? Is he in ELO? No, he was in... Uh, Bachman Turner Overdrive? No. I'm thinking of something with... <laughs> something <laughs> with a three-letter acronym. Something with a TLA in it. I'll just pull a wiki page back. I'm not sure. But he's, played, he's played as a session musician for a lot of people. Associated acts. Cat uh, Stevens, Black Sabbath, yes. Um, that was Black... Cat Stevens, comma, yes, not... Cat Stevens, yes! So, yeah, you've heard him. You've heard his piano stylings on other <laughs> records before. What else about Bombers? Any covers, alternate versions? Um, I didn't see any covers. Just the uh, the only two versions I saw were the regular recorded album version, or what would have been album version, and the uh, performance from Live at the BBC. Yeah. Live at the Beeb. 
which has a different final line. Instead of floating high up in the sky, it's uh, used to look through my holy book, which uh, is interesting. And you, um, he sings that, and he sort of, the music drops out, and it's just Bowie cracking those high notes with uh, used to look through my holy book, and it just seems like it's sort of petering out. And then you, you have to wait a few seconds, and the audience finally catches on that the song is over. And it's kind of an awkward moment. Yeah. That might have to do with why the lyrics were changed. Who knows? Sort of a weird... It is a weird ending. So this recording, this studio recording that we listened to, is from the Ryko Disc reissue of, Holy, of uh, Hunky Dory from 1990, which they used kind of an inferior mix. It's a weird snare drop-ins. Like, it seems like it goes out of time at certain points. Like, you can hear it. It's, it's, it's really awkward. But uh, there's another version that came out before Hunky Dory came out. This is the... We mentioned this on the episode for uh, Andy Warhol. This is the one that had where uh, Bowie's manager put together this acetate LP and made like 500 copies and sent them out to prospective record labels to get him signed. And it had Bowie on the A side and Dana Gillespie on the B side. And that's where Dana Gillespie's Andy Warhol came from. So one of the songs that was on the A side, it was a bunch of Punky Dory and uh, Ziggy Stardust songs. And one of them was Bombers. And it has a better mix. It's got like a different stereo placement for everything. The drums are more up front. You don't have that weird clumsy snare drop in. And then there's a different delay effect at the end, where his voice sort of like echoes. It's kind of smoother, sounds a little better. I feel like that one might have been the intended final mix. And the one that came out in 1990 was not. <laughs> Did you know if you, uh, <laughs> if you mouth the words that WTF stand for, it looks like you're saying wonderful? I just learned that now. Um, it doesn't really, not if you exaggerate. If you're good about being subtle, though. It's kind of like elephant juice. Um, also, if you play Bombers backwards, it sounds kind of like a, like a weed whacker. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Anything else about Bombers? The first time I listened to it, I thought the beginning kind of sounded like it could have been like the Rolling Stones. And then that's like, it, it stops at like the first chorus, and then it totally just ends up sounding a lot more like the Kinks, hmm. but more post-apocalyptic. That's interesting you said that. Uh, I didn't realize this until recently. There's an anonymous comment on uh, Chris O'Leary's blog. They said it, maybe it got left off of Hunky Dory because it's very similar. The opening line of the chorus is very similar to this song, White Lies, Blue Eyes by Bullet. Huh. I haven't heard of the band. I listened to the song, and yeah, it sounds almost note for note, and it came out the same year. Ooh. And it, it stops. The similarity ends pretty soon, but it's just very, very similar. So I wonder. It sounds like uh, Rolling Stones, but it also sounds like Bullet, apparently. I mean, I guess that kind of gives you an idea of how, I don't want to say generic, but like unadventurous this song is. Like it, it could sound like several other things that were out around that time. Yeah, but it's also very vaudeville. So I, I, I always think of it as, very, as a very Bowie song, sort of weird, showy, kind of musical kind of thing. I've always liked this song, which, uh, I don't know, is, is there anything else that you should say I about think of. Bombers before going into ratings? You know what the Dubon vocal kind of made me think of? Is, it was reminding me of Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. And then I was like singing about this really kind of cataclysmic event, but with doo-bop vocals that make you not realize you're listening to something about a cataclysmic event. Yeah, it's got kind of a, a cool, uh, what do you call that, In incongruity. 
which is what pop pop does best mm-hmm. is to uh, is to do like really dark subject matter in an upbeat way. Spoonful of sugar. I like this song. I, I uh, I've always liked this song. It gets it kind of gets extra points from me for being uh, this kind of hard to find thing, and it was also one of the first songs that I listened to when I did my first deep dive into Bowie. So I I'd give this one four and a half megatons. Oh wow, that's a lot of megatons. Yeah, I yeah I really like it. I mean I like it, but wow, I was I wasn't going for that rarefied air. So I I appreciate the fact that it does bridge the gap beautifully between. Man Who Sold the World and Hunky Dory. I think that's probably my favorite thing about the song. That it does have the music is in like one foot in either album, and those are both albums I really enjoy. And I do like a good post-apocalyptic kind of song. So I, I'll give this one three megatons. Like usually when I go like super high on a Bowie song, it's because I it, it just feels like something that only David Bowie could have done. And this one, it's like lyrically, I think only David Bowie could have done it, but musically, it feels like it could have been the Stones, it could have been the Kinks. But still pretty great, so I'll give it a solid three megatons. Um, blasting, blasting that song sky high, like the old man. Uh, and speaking of skies, something coming out of the sky. If we were doing the uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival <laughs> podcast, um, but no, it was uh, there's a UFO up there. Oh man, somewhere up there, somewhere out there. Speaking of ELO, <laughs> speaking of not speaking of ELO. <laughs> There's a UFO, and uh, she was born in it. Did you know that? Yeah, someone was born in the UFO. It's kind of like, it, it, it kind of reminds me of those 80s tropes. Someone born in, a, in, in an elevator that's stuck. And what is UFO <laughs> if not an intergalactic elevator? <laughs> exactly. Um, like a, almost like a space elevator. Like a space not. elevator. Except not because that would be that would just be Willy Wonka's great glass elevator. Yeah. Really. All right. So you could probably like take this and just edit it right into the next episode. Let's just continue right on. Let's segue right in. No, let's not. This all might come up again, though. It's like a little taste. And if you would like more little tastes, that doesn't make any sense. Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter. What else? Email podcast at from uh, wow, it's been a while since I've done this. It's like you've been asleep uh, for a week or something. Oh, leave us a review and a rating on uh, iTunes. Um, five stars review. St- five star reviews. Five star reviews are best. Five stars is like this is the best David Bowie podcast and scary monsters. Yeah, leave us a rating and a review. Uh, until next time, I am Thomas. I am Travis. Used to look in my holy book. We're just blowing up the sands. Like the sands of the scorched earth. These are the days of our lives. today on it is um well i mean you're the you're the only one who's conscious i am the only one who's conscious